0: 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 18 through 22 For Christ also suffered once for sins the righteous for the unrighteous that he might bring us to God being put to death in the flesh but made alive in the spirit in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was being prepared, in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers having been subjected to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, joined again today with Billy Bean, everyone's favorite Bean. Let's and uh, unless, of course, your favorite Bean is Olga, which is a very fair choice, or any of the other Bean children. Mm. Um, you know, Will or Calvin might be my favorite bean, actually. So Dude, I actually take they, that back. They both love you. Everybody's so. second and I, or third I, I have them bean.
1: listen to this every day, so they're going to remember that, Will. Yeah, <laughs> there
0: we go. So we're continuing on, finishing up 1 Peter 3 today. And we got this beautiful, beautiful passage that's just straight-up gospel. At the beginning, Christ suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous. Um, And then we move into peter is kind of alluding to and then we're going to get some more uh reference towards this but you know he he says this interesting thing about in in which he christ went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison so that's an interesting little theological thing which uh basically opens up this controversy that's been around for a long time about christ's descent into hell Mm. and into the grave when he died so did he literally go to hell. Um, you know, a big topic. And then we get into baptism and this is my favorite passage on baptism. I think it's the clearest image of, uh, the metaphor that is baptism. Um, but you know, of course in the course of church history, uh, is widely contested. So apologies to my Presbyterian family who are listening. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Billy, what are your thoughts on sort of this progression uh, today?
1: Well, I mean, I would encourage listeners to like definitely look into this passage a bit more and dig and search, um, search the truth. Um, There's a lot here. And I think, um, you know, without getting into the weeds too much with the different views, um, you know, just kind of as an overarching big idea for this particular passage, I would say the big takeaway is just, just as Jesus suffered, just as Christ a righteous man suffered um so Christians can now live righteously so that's kind of that's yeah. kind of the big idea here that that I would that want to you know take away but verse 19 obviously is the the juicy the juicy verse there um you know who are these spirits in prison uh verse 20 I think verse 20 kind of locates um that um that verse that we just read that, that I just read in an actual historical time context which I think, you know, I, I personally think he's talking about um, the days of Noah, mm-hmm. and um, that that the spirits uh, that that were proclaimed um, by Christ—it wasn't the risen Christ who was preaching to those mm. spirits—but um, you know, Peter actually talks about Noah a number of times in the book of Peter. But in particular, in First Peter one, if you go back to First Peter one, um, Peter uh, talks about Noah and calls um, and calls this. The spirit that that the prophets were preaching particularly Noah actually Peter calls that spirit the spirit of Christ the Holy Spirit was preaching uh the spirit of Christ was preaching and so you know I actually think that it's the spirit of Christ that that, that is being referred to here and it's the spirit of Christ being preached and during the time of Noah um, to those who weren't heeding to the to the prophet who weren't heeding to the to, to the Lord's commands and so, yeah. I don't know. I love that. <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of my take on it, but yeah.
0: Love that. You know, I uh that's a great take. I I'm kind of I'll just say I'm uneducated but fond towards the the theology of Christ's descent. I, I actually think mm. an interesting moment in the resurrection or sorry, in the death of Christ that is often glazed over is that um hundreds of saints, when Jesus dies, it, it says that hundreds of saints are actually resurrected um, the day that Jesus dies. And so there, there's like this weird hazy, which, you know, I'm not speaking on behalf of the church right now. I'm speaking on behalf of <laughs> Will Carlisle at best. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not even going to get into it's all that It's difficult stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say like there's a ton of interesting streams of thought that you should just go research for fun about – if you want to get into the spirit of Christ during his death, I do think that there's great textual evidence for what you're saying that Peter's actually talking about. He's he's already moving on to the days of Noah mentality. So that's all we can say for that. But I love this idea of baptism. And I think we can kind of move into this. In verse 21, he he flatly says that baptism corresponds to Noah's Ark essentially. So I think a really important thing to understand about baptism and about Noah's Ark and about this passage is that throughout scripture, water is about always, especially like a body of water is symbolic of judgment Mm. or chaos. And so, you know, I would say for chaos, like at the very foundation of the world, it says that, the world was formless and without void. It was chaotic, and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And so there's this distinction between God's spirit and the dark, chaotic waters of uncultivated creation. But then, you know, as you move forward in the biblical narrative, you have moments like, you know, God sends a flood as judgment on the earth. Uh, God, you know, drowns Pharaoh's army in the Red Sea, but the Israelites pass safely through the mm-hmm. waters. And so Noah has passed safely through the waters. Actually, before the Red Sea, Moses is drawn safely out of the waters of right. the Nile River. Yep, And then, uh, or sorry, Moses, Did I say no? I don't know. You said Moses. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. You're good. <laughs> we, we both have colds that <laughs> are growing on us, and so my brain is cloudy. And then uh, Moses leads the Israelites through the waters of judgment, right. but then you know, flood Pharaoh's army and the whole motif kind of goes on, especially through prophetic literature. And so baptism is a really powerful image because, you know, we talk about this in church, but basically what we are saying when we get up and proclaim our faith in Jesus and then go down underwater and come back up is we're saying that because of our own sin and in our own flesh, we are overcome by the judgment that we've earned. Right. Just as Pharaoh's army, yep. just as, you know, the people in the days of Noah. Yeah. But because of Jesus and with Jesus and in Jesus, we are raised back up out of the water. And yep. so that's why we say that we're buried with Christ in his death and raised to walk in the newness of life with him. Yep. So what are your thoughts there, Billy?
1: Yeah, I mean, twenty-one. I think some people may have questions. uh, In verse twenty-one, says baptism, which corresponds to this. Now saves you. Um, You know, this this verse isn't isn't talking about um, you know baptismal regeneration or salvific baptism, um, but rather it's trying to give this this picture of. Um, I guess like a sacramental union, you know, it's kind of like when Jesus, um, when Jesus uh, was with his disciples and he said, this is my body, this is my blood, take of these things, do this in remembrance of me. Um, It's this picture of the disciples, the church in this union with Christ's body and blood, but not literally, you know, obviously in his, in the elements. And I think it's kind of, I think Peter's kind of using similar language here um, that um, baptism is this it coincides with salvation. It's not something that saves you, but it's sort of an evidence of your salvation. It's showing the church, this union with you in Christ, um, with you and the church, um, through this work that you just described, um, you know, which is, which is imaged in, in Noah, you know, it's imaged in, in, um, God saving Noah and his family, um, through judgment, Mm -hmm. God's salvation through judgment, you know, to quote James Hamilton, but, um, that's the picture of baptism. And I think that that's what we're seeing here in this passage.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love that. And, you know, I think that the biggest thing that we should take from this, you know, we're, we want to read this in the context of um, everything that we've read up until now and the, the whole hope that we carry into the face of opposition and, into you know these these moments of defending the hope that is within us is that we look to Jesus mm. who has suffered you know righteously for the unrighteous and that he's brought us through the waters of judgment and has gone into heaven is at this place of authority he's at the right hand of God with all things being subjected to him so that is the big picture and the important yep. picture that first peter is laying out for us um here up until this point so you know once again go uh, go study baptism and christ descent into hell or is not descent into hell but um after you do we will see you tomorrow for billy bean this is will Carlisle on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm